Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and Allison, and welcome to Rooted Deep. We are uh, pretty excited today, Allie, because we've got one of our favorite guests with us today. Uh, you and I are always like, how can we have Ross Robinson back to the show, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm thankful that he was able to just take some time out of his uh, out of his schedule. We enjoyed our conversations with him before, yes. uh, and I know that so, I know that our listeners were really just excited. First of all, I think it's fun just to have another, you know, a, a male voice in in the mix. We have a lot of interviews with women. We have a lot of um, a lot of topics for and about. Um, and so I'm, we're excited today, and not just for Ross's knowledge, but also just his um, his wisdom to talk to us today. Yeah, so if you're just tuning into the podcast and maybe you haven't heard a previous interview we've done with Ross, Ross is a business coach. So uh, this guy is no joke, okay? Ross is a graduate of Georgetown University Institute of Transformational Leadership, uh, and he graduated from their coaching program. He is PCC credentialed coach with International Coaching Federation. He's a certified strengths finder coach through Gallup, a 360 leadership circle practitioner. Uh, and I'm just going to tell you, and today this may really zoom in on us, uh, from the American Confidence Institute, he is a certified coach. And today it's going to kind of really zoom into our topic, which I think is going to be uh, fun today. But he is a native of upstate South Carolina, where he currently lives with him and his wife, Janice. And uh, when Ross is not coaching, he does what I enjoy doing, getting outside hiking, uh, going to national parks, having a great time. He also, which is a bonus for me, he and Janice serve on the board at Dare for More. So they are just dear friends through the years. So Ross, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad you're here. Well, thank you, Reba. And thank you, Allie. I'm always excited to get to spend time with the two of you. And I thought you would like, if you're going to tell people about me, you would lead off by saying I'm friends with Reba and Allie. Because <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's like one of the most important pieces. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we could have said that, but people are like, we just want to know, what he, is he really good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have to leave it with the good I, stuff. I'm really <laughs> passionate about what I do. Y'all know this, but I, yep. I was driving to work one day this week and just giving thanks to God and thinking, I cannot imagine a scenario where I could get up and go to work and love what I do more than what, what how I feel at this point in my life. Um, I work, I get to work with all different kinds of leaders. Um, and most of that work is one-on-one -on -one or with their leadership teams and help them elevate their leadership effectiveness. Basically, I feel like I help leaders operate with more freedom and more effectiveness than they imagined possible. And I also like deep down inside smile and think every time I help a leader do better, I help a lot of other people that I'll never even meet, you know, have a better day, life, work experience. So thanks for having me. I, yeah. Well, I know we're personally, Reba and I have both on separate occasions taken, taken those coaching, uh, those coaching opportunities with, um, with you. Uh, and it's been, and my team was able to see a difference right away. One of my team members wow. is like, Hey, are you going, are you going to that class again today? That that's making you a better person. And I was like, uh, yeah, thank you for Allie, putting it I that love way. That. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. Uh, because all of us can 
here's the thing. All of us have room to grow no matter what area of our life we're looking at. And sometimes we get stuck and we're really not sure, even though we want to grow in a certain area, we don't know what that looks like. And, and I think one of the greatest, uh, you know, that the Bible talks about uh, edifying one another. And I think, uh, you know, kind of, Ross, you're like a professional edifier, right? You're, you know, you're just one of those people who walk around and be like, okay, let me look at, let me hear your story. Let me ask you some key questions and let's try to figure out how you can get from where you are to where you want to be. Let's get you unstuck. And I think that's great coaching. And so today we're going to talk about the topic of confidence. Yes. And I think for women, this is a big topic because a lot of women, they, we want to be confident in our roles, whether that it be at an, an employment area of our life, whether that be, you know, in a corporate world setting, or whether that just be at home in our relationships with friends, family, our children, or in our mar- marital relationships. We want to be confident women, but sometimes it seems to be this, um, this little dot that we're always chasing, but we've never quite caught. Yes. Yes. I'm excited about this topic. I think it's a topic that everyone should take some time to pause and evaluate and be willing to grow in. Um, So I'm excited. Yeah. Yep. So all of us need confidence. And I think there's kind of a misnomer out there that there's a certain type of personality person who has Mm -hmm. confidence and all the rest of us just get struggle with it. Um, And that's not really true. Um, but, you know, there's just so many aspects we want to look at this. So, uh, you know, let's just start with, you know, is it biblical? Because our whole conf- mm-hmm. our whole podcast is about getting rooted deep, being spiritually rooted, strong and deep so that we grow. I mean, is it a biblical concept to be a confident person? I mean, Ross, is it? Such a great question, Reba. Um, and, you know, where my mind first goes, it's like, what, what would... Because I think that's the right place to start. And also, why would we even imagine that it wouldn't be okay? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, what is going on in our mindset as believers that we would even have a pause about the idea of being confident? And I would say, you know, coming out of years in ministry, I, my observation is, as a general observation, people are believers are much more comfortable putting themselves down or saying things like, well, I'm not really anything. And then we'll add on to it. It's all God, which is powerful and beautiful. But often we're packaging this like demeaning, um, you know, self-effacing kind of language and mindset about ourselves as we promote God. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think so part of it, like I'm not trying to be too elementary, but part of it is just go back to the beginning and ask, what do we believe about being created in God's image? Mm -hmm. You know, he said his creation was good. And then, then, then the fall happened. So does that make us not good anymore? And then if we're redeemed, how does that, I think all of these questions get exploded in people's brains and the most comfortable thing to do is just put, put us as people down. Mm-hmm. And I think personally, I think a lot of it is self-protective. 
you know, if I say I'm nothing, if I say I'm no good, then it's not shocking when I don't deliver, when I don't mess up, <laughs> when I mess up, right? I think right. that's so true. Low. Yeah. Yeah. But then if true. something goes well, I'm like, ooh, all glory to God, you know? Right. Right. And and there are elements of truth in that. But I, I love to try to help people see the distinction between confidence and arrogance. Mm. The Bible has a lot to say about pride. Yeah. I mean, severe warnings. God hates pride. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So. I think if most of us think outwardly toward other people, we could we would be quickly able to make a distinction between, oh, I think she's a confident person. Oh, I think she's an arrogant person or a proud person. Like those don't look outwardly like the same thing. But when it comes to ourselves, I think often we are so afraid to exhibit some degree of confidence because to us, we think that will be pride. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes we struggle with, uh, and we've talked about this before, we struggle with the image that we're putting out there. And it's almost like we don't, uh, we're not, like you said, confident in inside, but we have to project something, whether it's, I'm a confident person, I have to project false humility, or I'm, uh, I'm a humble person, I have to project confidence. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like you, you're, you're unstable. Uh, and, and, you know, and James talks about that. It's, you know, just kind of going back and forth and even, you know, especially when, when you're at home in front of, and we know that different situations require different levels of, or that you're more confident in certain, certain Mm -hmm. areas, but maybe just getting back to the definition of what is confidence and maybe defining whether confidence is, you know, how can we see, because we can see it in other people, confidence versus, versus arrogance, but you're right. It's hard to say, okay, was I just being and I've talked to your wife, Janice, before. I'm like, humble brag. I want to just say something right now because I'm so excited about something that happened. And she's encouraging me to just like, no, tell me. It's not a humble brag. It's an actual just be excited and I'll be excited yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I do think that's really wise. Let's say, let's say, let's have a conversation, the three of us around what is confidence. Yeah. Um, and maybe that'll shine some light on the, is there anything about this that's sinful or problematic? Um, you know, what, what is confidence? Yeah, it's a great question, right? Yeah. Are you asking? Is that where we're supposed to answer? Is this like a test? Is it no? It's a a discussion. Yeah, no. (laughs) You know, I I think a piece, at least a piece of confidence is the, the assurance or the, uh, I'm trying to do something besides use the word confident, but is Mm -hmm. that assurance inside myself that I know I'm, I'm supposed to do this, or I, I believe God is, you know, God's going to equip me to do this. So there's an assurance. I I Mm -hmm. like that word. Maybe it's just an assurance that, that I can do this, Um, you know, and, and we're leaving every, all the other disclaimers that we just talked about out of it. But I do think there's just this assurance. Okay. I'll just keep stepping into this and what I need, Mm -hmm. what I need will continue to be there. And I think the word self-possession is another phrase that I feel like, you know, even is more um, understanding confidence in general, but then understanding personally, because that's where that's where I struggle with confidence. Um, 
is just understanding where I am, my, my position in, okay, in this, in this aspect, I am confident in, in this task or in this leadership role that there's other, you put me on a track, you know, and, and make me do the high jump or whatever. That's where my confidence is going to fail. Um, you know, because that's not where my, that's not where my training is. And so when we talk about self-possession it's just understanding, um, understanding where we are in our, 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 our direction. Yeah. I think you're both bringing such good insights. And if you think of confidence more broadly than just ourselves, you can see like what's coming out is this idea of a trust, or I think we would say like a firm trust because confidence Mm -hmm. has kind of some weight to it, you know? Yeah. Like a firm trust in something. And so let's say, you know, the medical professional that you choose to go to, you might, you don't have confidence in her about everything in the world but you have a firm like trust in her about being like there for you in terms of your health situations right Mm -hmm. and Allie, you were kind of talking about that that same can be true with myself where but if you if you turn that same language on ourselves i think we're very reticent to say i have a firm trust in myself Mm -hmm. for this maybe not that But this to me is one of the keys in understanding even what is confidence is the ability to not make it an all or nothing. Like it, whether you, whether you talk about the word trust or whether you talk about the word confidence, like it's never ultimate or absolute. We, we want, like, we would say, um, you know, that we have full and absolute trust in God or confidence in God. Right. To the best of our abilities, right? Right. But apart from that relationship, in any other direction where we have confidence, it's more specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to not have total confidence in someone else doesn't seem so strange we just kind of focus on what what area is getting highlighted and then it's like oh i did not trust her for that or i'm not confident in her but we might we don't mean that about everything we mean about whatever is happening right now yeah that's what i was going to ask it's one of those it's a situational thing right i kind of touched on it a a minute ago and and you did too with the doctor like i would totally there are certain i mean there are certain motorcycles in the dominican and i'm looking at them like i do not have confidence that he is going to get me safely to the to the church but then there are other you know i'm like i have confidence in this guy but in in my in in i had there are certain situations that i have full-on confidence stepping into um, and i know reba's the same way as far as on stage she's confident you know or, or, and, and the same with me when I'm presenting my ministry and I'm, and I'm, I've worked with, with uh, your organization before I'm confident on stage with a whole bunch of people, but I'm actually less confident in a one-on-one. And so it's those situational areas and I don't trust yes. myself here, but yes, here. And so I need to work on, um, and I think that goes back to that self-possession. I know where I need to work. Um, and, and I know who I can trust in certain situations. So it's not like I don't have confidence in this person for everything or even a staff member. Um, and so it's just understanding, like you said, it can't be, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation. It it, it won't be right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to start with maybe asking ourselves, well, what are those areas where I do have some confidence in myself? Um, and this is not pride. Like this is not arrogance. This is who God made me to be, how God created me. 
And how can I step more into owning who he's made me to be? So that's a great starting place for all of us is to journal, to pray, to journal, like walk through it with the Holy Spirit and say, like, help me see the areas where I actually have a degree of trust and assurance in myself. I mean, you know, in God's work in me, but in, in yeah. myself and my abilities and to try to fuel the confidence that's already there. I do think that there are plenty of people that would have a hard time with that exercise. They would, you know, you, Ali, you kind of went pretty quickly to, well, if I get up on stage, like that's where I feel like comfortable or confident. I think that there could be people that would look at that and say, well, I would could never do what Allie does. And quite frankly, I don't know what I feel that way about. So I just want to speak even to those people who might be listening and saying, even if it feels hard to even find something, I still think this is a great exercise to begin to give yourself permission to pray through this and think through it and look for the areas where you have some degree of confidence in yourself about something. And that's yeah, not you know, wrong. It's to, and I, people have been trained to not think of self or to, they've tried to take the yeah. word self out of their, out of their vocabulary, but it's not wrong to say, I feel confident in, you know, whether it's, you know, we're taking, we're walking into a classroom with my students, or I feel confident in, you know, yes. stepping into a discipline situation with my child or, or whatever. Right. It's not wrong to actually. Or, or cooking stuff. a meal, right. like, or cooking a meal, right? Like yeah. some people that, they're really good at that, but they've never even stopped to own that. And congratulate themselves. And yeah, exactly. Yep. And in and in doing so, give glory to God who created them, but not in a way that's diminishing their skills and their gifts. This is a this is like a beautiful creation, a reflection of God's power and creativity. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes, and I know this was my case, uh, you know. And I've gotten it. Uh, I've learned it as I've gotten older. This is one of these life lessons that's come to me in my in my latter years and not my younger years. And that is that somehow confidence was linked to perfection. Mm. So so therefore, I was confident as long as I was hitting home runs in all areas of my life. But if I failed in an area, then all of a sudden my confidence began to unravel in that area. And as I've gotten older, I realized, you know what? Because if I'm going to, I can be a confident person and be wrong. Um, right. You right. know, I, it's okay. There, I mean, I'm going to fail. That's part of success in life is trying things that don't work and figuring out what does work. That is success. And so being confident to keep trying, there's a, di- it, it defines confidence a little different. When I looked at it, it was always success. Confidence is nailing it. It's hitting the home run. It's getting it, you know, that's confidence. But well, well, now, wait a minute. Confidence is the ability to try again. Right. Absolutely. And this is one of those distinctions between arrogance and humility, right? So let's say I try to tap into some confidence and try something and it, and it fails. If we want to use that language, an arrogant person will blame other people, cannot admit failure, cannot own, you know, their own shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Um, To learn from it. Yeah. Right. Because, because that, that doesn't go with arrogance, right? Pride cannot do that. But if you're con, if you're like stepping forward in confidence and something fails and you are a humble person, 
you will you will be fine with I mean you might not like the failure depending on what it was but you weren't expecting perfection of yourself or anyone else and you're able to view it not as failure but as learning as growth that's like a humble posture toward stepping out in confidence and it not going well and then likewise if you step out in confidence and then it does go well what does arrogance do brags you know uh publicly compares in a way that makes other people feel less and put them down and like Mm -hmm. this is what arrogance looks like in the face of success but what does humility look like in the face of success um i mean jesus is our greatest example of that but but i think we have lots of human examples of that too where we're like wow she is really doing well or he is really gifted and he doesn't act like he's better than anybody else like he's Mm -hmm. very comfortable to be around she's very quick to give other people credit for their part in it which is not the same as diminishing yourself Mm -hmm. or pretending that you're nothing right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good that's really good so ross i mean like who should i mean who should try to build confidence then or who, who, I mean, what, what is, who, what is the kind of person that we're looking for? That's like, yep, I need to try to build confidence. I think everyone yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone should work on it. It's really interesting. Some of the data that we have now, um, will these studies and what happened. So we, we now can think of something like confidence through the lens of what's going on in neuroscience, like what's going on in people's brains in terms of some of these concepts that we discuss. And so data that we have right now would say that when you're around two or three years old, your confidence, the way we would measure that, would be at near 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. I mean, think of kids, you know. Yep. Um, And by age 16, Mm. confidence has taken such a hit. Men have lost 30% of what they had at, say, age three, and it takes until age 60 to recover that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's a long road, right? That is a long road, yeah. Because some of the things that hit that confidence or bleed that confidence are are deep, and it's not a short recovery right mm-hmm. right for women it's 50 yeah. percent so it's significantly even more there's something going on even like in life earlier on for girls that's really you know creating a hit um in their confidence and then it's taking decades to try to build that back so in like in my work as a coach if i can help people understand confidence like one of the things understand it and then work to cultivate it, we can really close the, um, or shorten the, that recovery span, yeah. you know? And I can see this is huge for, especially, okay, at women, a 50% loss. I mean, that's massive. massive. Uh, and, and you're not gaining it back until you're in your 60s. I mean, that is, I mean, you know, you've raised your children, uh, generally. Um, you are, they're married. You've got grandkids at this point. I mean, there's so many things. And no wonder we're struggling with this deep-seatedness of regret. I talked yep. to so many people who are struggling with regret. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could go back. I wish I could do this differently. I, you know, and so, wow. I mean, 
you know, this is obviously huge because if we could figure out back earlier how to how to recover from this at an earlier point, we would have less regret at a later point to, you know, wow, I wish I knew, you know, we always say, I wish I knew then what I know now, but what are some things we could actively do, Ross, to kind of shorten that margin there? Well, it, it starts with what we've been doing right here. And that's talking about mindset. That's not everything, but it starts with, um, being willing to think about the topic, get in touch with what is my mindset around confidence, and then specifically, and myself, like my mindset around myself. Um, Margie Worrell is a, for years, she's been kind of one of the leading researchers um, in the area of confidence. And she says, like we were saying earlier, it's not a fixed attribute. But then she would go on to explain it's the outcome, it's the outcome of the thoughts we think and the actions we take. Mm, I think that's true. And we tend to think of it as the thing we either have or don't have. Right. Right. Like, oh, I don't have it. Yeah. Right. And I can't do A, B, C, D, E until I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm. And she's saying, and which is like pretty much anybody I've seen talk about confidence that's a researcher says it's it's a result like it's a it's an outcome Mm -hmm. so even the people that we look at and think are acting with a lot of confidence are are accumulating it on the back end of the thoughts and actions that they are adopting basically got it yes so that's, I mean, in the sports world, for example, because I always tur- turn everything to the sports world. When you think of those teams that play like the easier schedule at the beginning of the season to kind of, they gain a little bit of confidence, they gain a little bit of confidence or mm-hmm. even switch, you know, psychologically the momentum switch within a game. I think it's fascinating just from a, from a, from a mental perspective, that growth in confidence, because you start with rookie and then they get a little bit more, a little bit more and stronger and stronger, but it's because of that outcome or it's because of the lessons they've learned, even in the game, even if they lost or even if they failed or even if, you know, they struck out or whatever, the, um, the, the, the lessons you learn in that process. And so you can't sit and wait for your confidence to build um that's you know cart before the horse type of situation it's so true and if every time you fail that it equals less confidence Mm -hmm. yeah then or that's the mindset then you can see how we're just cultivating this diminishing what we're calling confidence it's like we can never get ahead yeah 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 Yeah. so so i I oh go ahead reba no no i was just gonna say so i think it's obvious from our conversation one it's 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 biblically right to be confident. God created us and equipped us so that we should be confident. And it's not arrogant to be confident in the way God made us, what he's called us to do, the roles that we play. He wants us to be confident in that. So, you know, if we can, you know, that kind of summarizing what we've just talked about and it's also not a it's not a it's not a personality trait confidence is not something that some people naturally have and other people just don't have it all and bless my heart i'm not one of those people who got it so i'm going to go through life without it you know so i think this is kind of summarizing where we're at Mm -hmm. to this point uh because i do think that there's a there's a misidea out there that some people are just they're just always confident and other people i just don't have it 
Yeah. Right. It's so true, Reba. And I tell you, I meet with all kinds of people, most are, of whom are leaders who, who are doing really cool things. And one of the number one topics is confidence. Mm. I mean, there's a reason that imposter syndrome is a phrase that everyone's familiar with. Mm. Um, it's not just like written out there. It lives inside of people. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so I appreciate you bringing that up. It's not, we're not talking to the unlucky ones out there. We're talking right. to everyone, <laughs> right? Right. So right, because people yeah. seem to think introvert is yeah. not confident. Extrovert is confident. Just in general, that would be like, oh, she's outgoing. So therefore she's got more confidence than and that, you know, and I, I can, I can imagine some introverts listening, thinking, yeah, I don't have confidence. No, that's introverts. That doesn't mean that may, has no bearing on the confidence. You could start with the, well, where do I have confidence? Yeah. You yeah. know, I have confidence to write a really compelling or encouraging note or email to someone. I do that well you know, God's equipped me as an encourager. I might not be a speaker or, you know, like you, you look for, I, I would love to ask this question uh, before we wrap up today. And that yeah. would be, uh, let's imagine people that we would think of as confident. Like if we go outside of ourselves, which tends to be easier and think of people that, that we think are confident, what does it look like? What does confidence look like? Now, what we can't know is if those people actually feel confident <laughs> on the inside, but we're asking like, well, what does it look like if somebody's confident? What do you, what do you think, Reba? Like what? There's um, no right or wrong answer. No, just yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I see people who are confident. They're, they're not necessarily standing back waiting on something to happen. They tend to make something happen. Okay. Um, they tend to be in the, in the getting things going. Uh, mode more than okay just standing back waiting on something to come to them good yeah what about you Allie I think if um if somebody's confident I feel like in this case they're walking into a situation not afraid to ask a question um you know not afraid to say you know hey I, I want to know this more or not afraid to engage a little bit and maybe you know um because it, it's that doesn't require that doesn't require them just walking in and doing a skill. It just requires them to just walking in and say, "Hey, I'm I'm allowed to be here. I deserve to be here. I have the right to be here, and I'm going to ask a question and go ahead and engage." You know, um, yeah. that that kind of situation instead of like Reba said, kind of shrinking, shrinking back. But I think that's yeah. why the confusion for introverts. You know, and that's one of the big, I think, characteristics that many people identify when they're asked to think of a confident person and then describe them, we see confident people as being more risk tolerant, if you want to think of it that way. Like I'm willing to speak up, which feels, or she's willing to speak up, which feels really risky to me mm -hmm. to do that, but she was willing to do it. Or she stepped out and did that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she didn't wait, right? Now, what we don't know is if that felt risky to those people, right? So that's where you know, this idea that, oh, they did that because they felt 100% confident and they didn't feel afraid. Probably that is not true, but they, they had certain things in their like cognitive part of themselves that they thought this is important. I need to be the one to do it. And then they took action, 
right? And then we see that and say, wow, she was confident. But that was the result of mindset and actions. The number one quality that gets like when these surveys are done, that's all always comes out on top for confident people is calmness. Mm. Like she's calm, which is reflective. I think uh, like that's like a fruit of the spirit in our lives to be at peace. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure. this calmness, but it also is not possible if I'm, if I'm, if I have to be perfect. Right. I can't be calm. Like there's too much at stake. Right. And people feel the stress. Yeah. Pushing into a situation, feeling like you have to fake it, you know, fake the confidence you end up acting. Obviously I, this is me. I, I act less calm because I feel like I have to project something that I'm really not feeling. And I'm like, everybody expects me to be good at this. So I'm going to, you know, right. and that's, yeah. I, people are not calm around me. So that's. <laughs> and this is where what yeah. we, what we get in those situations mm-hmm. is people would not say necessarily, Oh, she's confident that leader or whatever that person, they would say, Oh, she's busy. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. she's loud. Yeah. Oh, you know, she's outspoken and you could have another person that's busy and outspoken and people would say, wow, she is confident. Yeah. Why? Because mm-hmm. she's calm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had a dad like that. You know, my dad, we said this our whole lives. Everything could be flipping upside down. My dad would walk into a room and there was just something about mm-hmm. him that brought a sense of it's going to be okay. The minute yeah. dad walked in the room, it was just like, it's going to be okay. And usually dad walked into the room and then within a couple of minutes, dad was like, it's going to be all right. Here's how we're going to handle this. How's how we're going to solve it. And everybody in the family was like, whoo, not a big deal anymore. Dad's here. We got it. You know? And there was just something about him that, that brought that calm into the room. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, I think it was his confidence uh, for the role that God had called him to be. And he was, you know, he was dad and he's got it, you know, not that he, I'm sure he walked in thinking, Oh my goodness. How am I going to handle this? Right. I don't know what to do, but we never, we never sensed that at all from him. There was always just this steady yeah. rock that walked into the room. And, and just to be clear, like, cause I know both of y'all know my wife. So Janice, and I have very different personalities. So like my version of calm would be described by people like as much more like chill and, you know, um, steady. And Janice is very, extroverted, energetic kind of personality, excited, you know, more. Um, so, but, but that doesn't have to equal frantic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. Like she can be that person and, and be genuinely saying the words, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, I know it's going to be okay. We've got this. And that feels that same kind of calm oh she's cool she's calm even though the expression of it would be very very different than say my expression um it's more that internal posture oh man this is so good well i i think that everybody is maybe sitting on the edge of this question if they haven't arrived there yet i'm hoping they have but we're not going to answer it today okay and so here's the question i hope that if you're listening right now you're like oh my goodness I want to be more confident. Uh, Maybe I've misunderstood what confidence really was. And now I've got a handle on what it is. It's actually biblical. I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to have it. It's a good thing. 
So I know, I'm hoping the next question, Ross, on everybody's, the tip of their tongue is, how do I, so how can I be more confident? And you're going to have to wait till the next podcast to get the answer to that question. Ross is going to be back on the next podcast. And what he's going to do is begin to talk to us about what does it look like? Practical, easy, maybe eh, easy. I don't know. We'll find out if it's easy or not. Ross is going to let us know. But at least super practical steps for all of us to be able to take to say, what does it look like for me to be more confident in the roles that God has called me to fulfill? So Ross, yes. you want to give it? Yeah. Do you want to say anything about that before well, we go I'm off? I'm super here? excited about that because if you know me, it's all about like, how are we going to put something to use? Let's don't just yes. talk about it, right? Yes. Let's make right. good with it. And I would just encourage everyone who's listened to this podcast and is planning to come back for the next one. In the meantime, do that journaling exercise. Mm. Be thinking about and praying through where are the areas that I'm willing to give myself credit, if I can use that word, you know, under God's create as a as an expression of God's created design in me, where what do I think? You know, where can I see that I do trust my ability or my skill? Where do I, where would I start in naming where pieces of my confidence are? That would be yeah. my encouragement. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. So you've got your homework assignment. All right. Get down that piece of paper or, you know, and jot down when, where are the areas that you feel like, you know what? I got, I think I got this. I'm, I feel confident in this area of my life or ugh. This is a huge area that I don't feel confident in. And bring that piece of paper back with you as you listen to our next podcast, because hopefully you're going to be able to move some things from not feeling confident about this over to the other area. So uh, thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep. As always, Allison and I are just longing to be, be able to bring us things to help us grow. Right, Allie? Absolutely. And we want to grow in confidence in all areas of our lives. Absolutely. So join us next time on Rooted Deep, and we're going to figure out as Ross is going to coach us through how to be more confident. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.